0: Jackie and I'm Candace. Welcome to WTF. Women talk finance. Our WTF podcast will take a simplified approach to finance and we talk about investing, a topic we believe
1: women don't talk enough about. We'll discuss common financial questions and challenges that women face in business and throughout their personal lives. I'd like to give a quick disclosure before we begin our conversation. This overview is for informational purposes only. We might include some projections and those should not be relied upon for the purpose of investing. Past performance is not indicative of future results and any investments we mention are meant for accredited investors only. And any offer can only be considered upon review of a prospectus and relevant offering documentation. So please keep this in mind as we move through this overview and remember that these are our opinions only. So we're here talking about the things that we would recommend people do in their 20s before they turn 30.
0: Right. And this is about women talking finance, but I think there are things just generally in life that we can both reflect on and say those are things we did do and we appreciate or those are things we wish we'd done.
1: What's something you wish you would have done? Start with that. (laughs) Dive right in. You know, I didn't do the like kind of, (laughs) I didn't do the traditional
0: college experience. I didn't do the dorm and that kind of normal year of college that I want my kids to have. I was working. I worked my tail off through college and I certainly don't regret it by any means. But I would say the people who I've seen who've been able to really take that time and own that chapter of their life I would say take that I sped up adulthood I was like I want to be a grown up so bad and I wouldn't um I don't I don't know why we speed it up I don't know why we speed through as kids we want to speed up those moments and I think your 20s has some really important moments that need to be cherished as their own chapter so if you have the opportunity to really live in that chapter don't speed
1: it up so yours would have been living in a college dorm. college dorm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for you. Um, I did live in a college dorm so again, I really love that for you. Um, we can we can find ways to recreate that for you if you're interested. I feel like I can have that with you this week. <laughs> you're living in my dorm <laughs> it's the nicest dorm ever who is our what's it called you have someone on your floor like uh, it's more like, more like a, a chaperone oh i mean when you when you live in dorms there's an adult there that lives on the floor with you there's a name for it there's you're my
0: house Mom. an ra you're my ra
1: i'm an ra for you this thanks week. i'm gonna get you let's see we're gonna order pizza I don't even know if we can talk about this on the podcast about how you're how drunk you're going to have to get if oh you're living man. in a dorm. <laughs> it won't take much now, <laughs> and definitely like wearing you know going barefoot outside at like three a.m. for, for sure. a random reason. Okay, we can and do that. Maybe some laundry on the floor. Oh, that's going to be the. Tough and maybe one some for me. cereal. <laughs> I don't know. This was not my dorm experience, but I'm I'm just wanting to get adventurous for yeah. you here. I think it's
0: just more and maybe it's not the dorm, but I would say speeding up like I really felt the need to speed up and like just be like right into adulthood. I was like, I want to be a grown up. I want to be an adult. And I bought a house at 21, which I'm really proud of and I was excited to do. But there's this other side of me that's like, "Mm, did, did I purposefully miss out? like purposefully like i actually made an attempt to not do those experiences because i wanted to just jump into adulthood
1: what are the things that you did do that you'd give that, that you would advise other people like you would suggest yeah do it these are some hot tips for your 20s before you turn 30 here's your punch list punch list
0: uh you know i i was really good at budgeting very early on and i still do a really good budget i mean i i i Follow a budget, and I'm I'm pretty good about that, and I think that's a really important piece. Um, I think I played with my money, not you know irresponsibly, but I really got into understanding money. I got a you know kind of that typical 20s thing of getting a credit card, you know, kind of understanding how to build credit. Like I said, I bought a house, Uh, I made early investments, I did things that I think kind of naturally. Evolve in your 20s. And I also paid attention to people around me, and I still do. I think that's like kind of ever evolving, right? But I paid attention to what other people were doing with their money that I liked or disliked.
1: So that was very, I would call you then self educated. Like I was gonna ask if you had someone kind of guiding you in your 20s on the things you should be doing before you turned 30, or if this was just you on your own accord paying attention and saying, this is what I wanna do. In my 20s. I think a little bit of both. You know, I grew up in a in an environment that was very open
0: about money. And so I kind of had a little bit more freedom and access. But it didn't mean that I always thought that what the people around me were doing was something that would work for me. You know, so I had to kind of build my own boundaries. And I think that's really important in your 20s is... Do you want to share a bank account with a significant other? Do you want to enter into a credit situation or a debt situation or something with another person? How do you want to do those kind of major financial decisions? What's your comfort zone? What are you comfortable with? What's your spending habit like and where are you willing to make Changes. Where are you not willing to budge? And how does that align? Because I think your 20s are spent kind of evolving, right? You're just kind of making money. You're just starting to have some expenses. You're entering likely into some sort of relationship, whether it's professional, personal, uh, a very intimate, you know, maybe you're getting married. Maybe you just have, you know, you know, a long-term partner and you're making financial decisions. Are you purchasing a home together? Are you getting a credit account together? Are you getting into a loan? Are you sharing finances? And so kind of evaluating those markers for you and going, does this meet my comfort zone? And just because everybody
1: else did it this way, is that something I'm willing to do? I have that introspection now. I can look back and see them. But in my 20s, I was not thinking that way, which I was thinking, um, oh God, I thought my 20s were supposed to be more fun. You know, this kind of (laughs) sucks. The dorm was not more fun. (laughs) Well, the dorm, I wasn't even 20 yet. So, but yeah, I remember thinking like, oh, this is, this is, this sucks. This is dumb. (laughs) Like I thought my 20s were supposed to be awesome. But in hindsight, I recognized how much I was learning, how much I was calibrating. Right. And I would use that, that verb very specifically because it is, your 20s are like a calibration process and There were moments that were, of course, plenty fun. And then there were some situations that weren't fun. I'm like, this isn't a, I'm an adult now. This is real. And I lived on a budget and it was a very small budget. I'm very, very proud of that. I had a set number of dollars and it was well under a thousand every month that I had to live on. And it was like, okay, if I spend thirty-eight dollars at the grocery store, how much do I have left for gas? You know, and what can I get for my thirty-eight dollars at the grocery store? There was a very real and active process of budgeting. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. That at the time may not have been, you know, me thinking I'm living my best life. <laughs> but in hindsight, that was so fantastic. It was such a good exercise for me. What's something you wish you had done maybe differently? I traveled quite a lot, and I honestly would say that I should have done more. I would have liked to have done more. Um, it's really hard in my 30s now to find that type of time and that type of um, spontaneity. Even even if you plan it, the ability to get away for that length of time doesn't exist for me right now in, in my 30s like it did in my 20s. And I think there's a lot of um, – like there's a mentality around when this happens, then I can go do that. And that's not always the case in your 30s. Like this never happens, right? So you never get to go do that. So even finding like a week right now to travel can be really difficult. Finding two weeks to go to Italy or Greece or whatever, not, not likely to happen. It's, I mean, it can, but it's tough.
0: It's way harder. Yeah.
1: So in and my 20s, were- I would have done that more.
0: Those are like phases of your 20s, right? Cuz you've got your early 20s, which is what I was really saying, I I felt like I skipped. I I wanted to pass over. I was like, I want to just move right on past this. And there's so much value that happens in those stages. And then your like your later 20s has a tremendous amount of value as well. Um but yeah, you're that's a great opportunity in there to be able to travel and a little bit more you have more freedom. Yes. You have freedom of time. And I think you have freedom to make mistakes financially.
1: Yeah, well said. I would also say, too, there's different types of relationships you build up, whether it's your professional relationships, your work relationships, your friends and family, your significant other. If you become married and have kids, there's different people that depend on you. In your 20s, you might have more flexibility and freedom in that regard. You don't have, you know, the same types of commitments. So you've got more freedom. Yeah, that's that's 100 percent right. I think that's
0: And it gets more, it seems, as you get older. You have more and more responsibility. So that early adulting,
1: (laughs) you don't really have as much responsibility as maybe you wake up. You're like, oh, the world is sitting on my shoulders. Every day you hear about people making money by investing in IPOs and startups. But what about you? These kinds of investments are simply not available to Main Street investors. At Roe Capital Group, we are committed to providing access to strategic, early stage, primarily low market correlated investment opportunities. Accredited investors go to rowcapitalgroup.com for more information. Roe Capital Group, empowering your financial journey.
0: The early adulting and the stresses that come with the early adulting
1: are really kind of just preparing you for their kiddie responsibilities in hindsight at the time they feel very big but yeah use that time to learn
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely
1: I would say to start building your network when you were in your 20s I got my first job just by being annoying like I was I was on the hunt right like I need a job I'm gonna talk to you I'm gonna talk to you I'm gonna bring you coffee I'm gonna take you out to lunch like who will talk to me about giving me a job And each person was like, oh, you know, come back after you've got this type of experience. Come back after this. Or we don't have anything now, but let's talk. And I got my first job out of law school by being annoying. I was like, hi, I'm going to bring coffee down. I would love to talk with you. Are you good at 10? You know, I'll be there. (laughs) Smile on my face. Here I am. (laughs) And that's the, the network that I've built after that and throughout my 20s served to be a very, very valuable network of people professionally and otherwise that have been huge resources in my life as I've come into my 30s.
0: That's a great point. And I think, especially as women, it's so important to build that network and to continue to nurture that network. I mean, it it takes nurturing. And your 20s is a great time to ask for mentors and ask. I mean, it is amazing how many people want to actually mentor somebody young and hungry who's up and coming and you can just truly say you know I, I really admire everything you're doing I would love to just <laughs> just observe you just be a fly on the wall give me give me the hard truths as they come you know if you're open to it I have almost never had anybody say no to guiding you know and and i ask questions and i think the 20s is great because people people love that they love they do. younger people wanting
1: to achieve greatness right yeah and i think it makes us better as we're as we advance in our career and we have the ability and maybe the experience to support someone else. It's fantastic to remember what it was like to be in that position in your 20s, not knowing everything, being a baby professional in whatever niche you're in. You're just a little baby professional, and you're out there, and it's its such a good reminder. As I sit here today, I can remember what I felt, what I was scared of, how insecure I was, what I needed to learn, and sitting there in my early 20s being like, I need, I need some help. <laughs> who, can, who can help me? And I'm so grateful to those people that did. And so likewise, as I sit here now, I would love to be that for somebody else.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think you're never past the point of needing
1: mentorship. I'm not. <laughs> Don't want to speak for everyone, but I need a whole hefty ton of mentorship. Always. I feel like I need
0: more as I get older. I don't know. Do you feel as you get older, you realize, I think in your teens and even your early 20s, you're like, "Mm, I got this.
1: Oh, yeah. I knew everything. Oh, yeah. 14-year-old me knew everything about the world, about how life works, about myself. Knew it all.
0: I got it. And then life kind of finds its ways of like reminding you, oh, Oh baby, you you don't know anything. Let's let's bring you back down. Let's let's bring you down a peg. And mentorship is a great way to get through those moments in life where you're just reminded that, whew, okay, learning opportunity, growth opportunity. I need a, I need a guide. I need I need a trail guide through this chapter in my life. And I think that can be professional, personal all walks of life right you can have so much mentorship and it'll evolve
1: and this isn't something we've really talked about some of these tips relate both to professionalism and both to just personal life I think there's a huge value in recognizing when you're in your 20s that there's a lot of overlap a lot of overlap between your professional career, whatever you choose it to be, and your personal life. So if you can start setting boundaries and recognizing what should kind of stay in your professional life and what should kind of stay in your personal life, I think that's a it's a fantastic exercise to start looking at where you can start drawing some lines. And I have a great example. Um, An old mentor of mine, he would not answer his phone after 5 p.m. on a Friday, and he would say, I am my family's. At 5 o'clock on a Friday, I am my family's. And he'll answer the, the phone call or the email at 6 a.m. on Monday, but it was just a really profound and impressive way to draw those lines. You can be great in your career, and you can still have your family, but it takes a little bit of work, right? Absolutely. I'm terrible
0: at balancing You are not. That. But, I mean, in, in all... Actuality, literally like my crew of besties is here. <laughs> we got my brother, we got my BFFs, and there's times where it's, hey, this is your friend, and hey, this is your teammate talking. And so sometimes wearing that those two hats, and it can be such a tricky balance because you want to work with people that you love and cherish and, and build great things with, but there's also moments where you know, hey, I just, I just want to be your friend or I just want to be, you know, a family member.
1: And just start thinking about training those muscles about setting boundaries when you're in your twenties and learning how to create a work-life balance for yourself so that you don't all of a sudden wake up in your thirties and you've got none, no work-life balance, right? I've been there. You just said deep in (laughs) it, deep in it. it. So when you're in your twenties, start, start exercising that muscle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Start creating a little bit of balance wherever you can. I think that's a good point. Yeah,
0: there is your 20s, you're hungry, you want to prove yourself or at least, you know, I did. I was like I got to be the hardest working person in the room. Um and there's there's value there, but self-care, recognizing you are a human who matters is so important. And I think, you know, we will have episodes that talk more about that because this is about women talk Finance. Women are speaking about finance. We talk about financial topics, but within that, there's a huge conversation about self care, investing, investing in in yourself, in yourself, taking care of you, um, because there's that. That's really number one. We've got to put putting ourselves first.
1: Well, especially if we're talking about women in finance with careers, entrepreneurship. There's a really striking need for, you know, women like spread themselves way too thin. Men do as well, but I think with women because, you know, we can be the mom, the wife, the worker bee, the, you know, present at school events. We can be a friend, we can be a daughter, we can be, you know, all the things and you get spread so thin. You can get spread so thin. So talking about how that lends into burnout and how to prevent that comes back to this conversation about investing in yourself and just knowing what that looks like and when you're brushing up against it. And maybe even knowing how to pull back or prevent it altogether. Mm-hmm. Lots of conversations. So 20-year-old Jackie
0: is looking at you. What is she saying to you? First of all,
1: she is wearing <laughs> like <laughs> a sequin tank top and a tiny... No, can we... Let's delete that. Let's not
0: Let's not go there. I, I just want to see 20-year-old Jackie. I want to see 20-year-old Jackie too. <laughs>
1: oh terrifying 20 year old Jackie would remind me that I'm fun <laughs> I'm fun but this version of me forgets that and I take things sometimes way too seriously um I don't focus on adding fun and joy and creativity into my life because I'm like too busy thinking about all the things I have to do and 20 year old Jackie would be like come on like you're fun what about 20 year old Candace? Oh
0: boy. Um I think twenty year old Candace would be like, Okay girl, you <laughs> I thought we were supposed to take a break by now. <laughs> what do you mean we cruised through all these like things for you to still be like this spread thin, right? Like I think she would be like, Oh, let's let's take take some time, man. That's for
1: sure what 40-year-old Jackie would say to me.
0: I think 40-year-old Candace is like saying the same. Yep. So I think in general, the conversation...
1: <laughs> the is- other versions of ourselves, the wiser versions of ourselves are like, maybe pump the brakes a
0: little. Take some time. Yeah, yeah take some deep breath time. And yeah, that's so for our 30-year-old... <laughs> viewers.
1: I don't know about respect. you, but I'm having a big light bulb going I'm off right having now. I'm major like a
0: rut row. Disappointing the bookends of my <laughs> decades here.
1: <laughs> All right, 40-year-old Jackie, I'm coming for you. Yeah. And 20-year-old, I hear you. We're we're fun. We can have some fun.
0: Have some fun. I think I am constantly setting this end game for myself of like okay when I when I get to here I can finally take the deep breath and the reality is by the time I get to there I've got a whole new thing that I'm working on and I think when you are a doer and a creator and you're building your life I have no shortage of ideas no shortage of
1: things I want to grow and build and do and so I take a step back right this is a whole nother podcast but I've got a great friend who's big on like the power of saying no your yeses matter so much more when you can also say no comfortably with authority no apology but some things are just a no yeah and then that makes your yeses that much more impactful it's like me with my five-year-old like
0: when she gets the yes it's
1: It's meaningful right because there's also in her world there's also a lot of no's this has been fun it's really great I think it's a good exercise to talk through what would we tell ourselves what would we tell others who are maybe not sitting in the same seats as we are right now especially in your 20s it's a time to grow and learn and be comfortable doing all the things
0: all of our listeners if you are in your 40s tell us what we're missing (laughs) If you're in your 20s, tell us, tell us, you know, I'd love to hear from these different kind of decades, the different thoughts, Yeah, you know, let's, let's start the conversation. I think that would be so fun.
1: Thank you for sharing part of your day with us. Please hit that subscribe button so you can stay up to date with the WTF Women Talk Finance podcast. Email us with questions, suggestions, or just say
0: hi at media at rowcapitalgroup.com.
1: Again, thank you for listening to WTF Women Talk Finance Podcast.